Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Court Case Podcast with me, your host, James Court, and your co-host, Sweet Tea. We're joined today by James Hammond from the Winging It Travel Podcast, and we're going to be talking all things travel with him, and it's happening right after this. Hello there, I'm Johnny Depp, and you're listening to the Court Case Podcast. So... We're here in the studio today with James Hammond uh, of the Winging It Travel Podcast. How are you doing, James? Yeah, good. How are you doing, James? Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two Jameses and some tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. But um, we've, we've been on your podcast before, but of course you've never been on ours. Um, mm. So who was it that found who first? Did we find you or did you find us? That's a fantastic question. I reckon I found you, but I don't know how. I couldn't tell you how. Yeah, I know. It's been but I, long. I probably took a punt because you may have done an episode that just piqued my interest, maybe like subject-wise. Oh, and yeah. as soon as I heard you guys, I was like, oh, yeah, I was pretty hooked. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just like the way you speak to each other and you break things down and make it fun. And yeah, so I was kind of oh, hooked from you. there on. Oh, I appreciate that. And we like, well, me and T are huge uh travel fans we don't go on holidays near enough but no. um, mm. we love the idea of traveling anyway so uh, your podcast is fully up our street as well but um, oh, nice. yeah i wanted to try and combine the two today so we're going to be talking about some solo backpacking stories that have gone wrong and um, yeah. we're also going to be talking about some of your uh travel stories as well and um i wanted to start off with that so first just tell us what your podcast is about for the listeners yeah my podcast is more i'd say medium long term in terms of time so right. uh, or short form yeah me- medium long term form so like in terms of a lot of travel podcasts are half an hour which yeah. is fair enough because they want to get to the point but my premise is i want to get a deep dive into the traveler more behind the scenes of like why they're traveling why they go to certain places what they're kind of looking to seek when they travel so it's more of a conversational chilled vibe uh, a lot of stories tips and i do have the occasional professional if you like they you know, travel writers travel journalists yeah um but no one is like higher than anyone else i just want to hear their story and where they travel to and yeah trying to make it a bit fun yeah wicked that's good and it's made for some great uh great podcasting yeah it's been some interesting stories yeah and some interesting i wouldn't say expeditions but like 
different types of travels should yeah. i say yeah. yeah i've heard some things what would you say is your favorite or best episode that you feel you've done my f- Ooh, I hate favorites but i will <laughs> pick a few out for you <laughs> I, I like johnny b johnny bilby coming on to my podcast mm. he owns the travel company wild frontiers right and he bit of a tragic story he lost his wife when traveling in india in the early 90s oh wow then went on a 10-year journey of just traveling around the world. I think he married like an Algerian princess. He was horseback riding in Mongolia, wow. Silk Road, all this stuff for 10 Jesus, years. that's amazing. Wrote three books. Yeah, he's just got so many stories and like, I could have talked to him all day. That's he's, he's so cool. Yeah, that is really interesting. Do, uh, what's the episode called, if anyone wants to check it out, do you know? All my episodes are called Traveling With. So that'd be Traveling With Johnny Bilby. And I think I, I normally list the country so you get an idea of what we're talking about. Wicked, that's good. Concise. We like that. Yeah. Consistency. <laughs> yeah. So, um, solo backpacking. The reason I've chosen that as a topic is because I've seen it in the news a lot recently. You get, I've mm. got a friend whose um, little sister is out solo backpacking in Mexico at the moment. And nice. um, her mum and dad are worried quite a bit They're constantly yeah it's quite a place phones. to go isn't it it is yeah i've uh, heard some gnarly things especially on your own yeah i know exactly <laughs> but um they downloaded that life 360 app the parents right. so that they could track where she was going good idea um, right. they were so worried but um she's been out there a few weeks now so i think they're feeling a bit better about it but mm. there's a few like store um news stories like there's some that i've got for later that about people going missing or getting murdered or stuff like that and i just wanted to know that you've been solo backpacking before what was it like where did you go yeah backpacking probably about in total six months i reckon of my travels in my life okay and the first three months of that was probably around sort of like the northern part of south america into the caribbean up to new york so like a little arc up but the majority yeah. of that was in the caribbean right. and uh in the low season so there's literally no one there i went to antigua for nine days i saw no one. Oh my wow. god and yeah so i had all the beaches to myself because there's about 365 beaches in antigua right wow. all public so you can go to any of them like you can drive there and if a big hotel owns it you can just go to reception and say, hey, look, I just want to go to the beach and they'll let you through. Mm. Even though like Sandals owns it, yeah. they'll let you through. So um, I sort of had this like, dream back then that I was going to travel Caribbean. Mm. And yeah, it was pretty cool. My my friend who I was supposed to travel with had to leave early ah. uh, for pretty sad reasons. So it wasn't planned, yeah. but it was a good good experience. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, did you find yourself in those places like Antigua where there was literally no one around? Did you find yourself like lonely at all or was it weird that there was like no one to talk to now loneliness comes into it for sure yeah 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 i tried to meet as many people as possible but antigua is a weird one it's, it is like a honeymoon cruise ship place yeah right. so me just dotting around the island in the hire car <laughs> yeah. i think the local was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> um yeah. so that's what one guy said to me in subway i think i went to the subway in town he's like are you part of the cruise ship I was like no nah, i'm just Staying the other side of town, just got a car. I'm here for eight days. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just checking out. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that's great. That wasn't part of the cruise ship crew because they sort of come in, hang around the duty area, get back on the ship and go. Right? They don't really see the island. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it felt like I was the only guy who was there on his own traveling around in a low season. Right. I see. And um, did you encounter any like danger? Was there any 
opportunities where something could have gone bad? Well, this is my court case story for you. Cool, wicked. Okay, so I stayed in the hotel, right? Yeah. And no one was there apart from about three days in this missionary group comes in from the US. Um, okay. Christian, yeah, just whatever they're doing, not interested. Yeah. Got a funny story with that, actually. I'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> my, court case, my court case story is that the owner had two sons. One was probably a few years younger than me, and one was like early teenage years. Okay. So the, the owner, who's the dad, really nice guy, got me settled in, got me a room. Yeah. But the the guy who was like a couple of years younger said one day, oh, do you fancy going out for a drive? And I was like, yeah, okay. So he kind of right. took me into town, and he's actually really like sh- like a bit shifty. Like he's like looking around the corner, like, looking like who were passing the street, head down. I was like, well, what's he doing? That's weird. Think, yeah, w- a bit weird. Yeah. So I went to KFC, <laughs> got some, got a, yeah, got a chicken, and he was like really like uh, it's really strange, just not interested in almost standing with me, sort of like standing at the back, let me get the food, head down, yeah. no idea. And then afterwards. He said, oh, can you just take me to this place? I was like, yeah, whatever. Drove to this like, house. I don't know where this was. And on the island, I can't remember. And he said, oh, have you got a, like a few spare dollars? I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I gave him like a few dollars, walked off to this house. I was like, what is he doing? And I, at that point, I was like, oh, what is this? Like, that was a bit strange. Got back in the car, said nothing, and drove back to the hotel. But that 10 minutes where he was like shifting KFC, to go to this house and took my money, which he never paid back, which is, you know, fair enough, it's a few dollars. Mm. Like, a bit weird. Don't know what's going on. What do you guys think? I'll tell you what you did. You just paid him to be his taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, took, he's taking you he's right asked, for a fill, Yeah, he? he's asked for a lift yeah. and then also asked for money at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But- He's finessed that. Mm, I could see how you could be taken for a ride a bit because obviously it's the son of the guy in the hotel that you're staying. So I could say you might feel a bit gut like obligate, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very strange. Do you reckon you're the first person that he's done that to, just taking rides off of? I I reckon I am because I think he maybe saw me just on my own, but not really much urgency in my traveling because i was there for like eight days yeah i wonder if like, days in, i yeah. bet he was buying drugs from that house and he just needed a lift to it do you reckon that's what i, I thought so. maybe after after reflecting on it yeah so you didn't give him a lift back no i did yeah you did. i literally waited for him to come out of the house yeah. oh right how long was he in there <laughs> how was he acting when he got out of the house five minutes like real quick right and he uh, didn't but say nothing on the way back nothing at all nothing did yes. you ask him anything yeah. No, I felt a bit weird, a bit awkward. Okay. Yeah, he must have. I I, I might have bought his KFC actually as well. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy! Oh my god, I think he definitely picked up some drugs. Which country did you say this was? Sorry, Antigua. This was in Antigua, right? And how long had you been staying here before this? About three days in, I think, at this point. Three days. And how many times had you seen or talked to this son? Well, up to that point, just fleetingly in uh, like the little restaurant bit in the hotel. But not too much. But afterwards, like nothing. Very strange. That is so odd. Yeah, like I, I was imagining him like buttering you up for a few days. Yeah. Um, very strange. <laughs> the, the weirdest. Yeah, it's the weirdest story, and that never really reflected on it until I thought today would be a perfect chance to get you guys' thoughts mm. on it. But 
yeah, the natural thing would be to say drugs involved, but I is that so. something to conclude? Yeah, maybe if he was acting sketchy, then maybe it was withdrawal, and then mm. he was like, "Nah, can you take me here? I need to get some more." <laughs> Personally. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it myself. I don't no. Think. I would have said that like, oh, I've got tickets for this theme park in the city. I've got to go and see do you that. Later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> on Antigua. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I don't know what uh, what tourist attractions they got there, apart from those beaches. Yeah, made some sort of excuse, I think. Especially if you're but on I mean, your own. He didn't know it was going to happen. No, that, oh, yeah, that's a good point. He started acting sketchy in KFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the... I remember that very vividly because I just like looked by him. It's like, why is he like head down, cap down, sort of like just not? Maybe he's been almost trying out to be there. KFC before. Maybe. Maybe he's wanted in that KFC. They have his. Maybe. Maybe it's like the, the wrong area. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably a little bit better because you know you're staying at the guy's hotel I, yeah. I think that's probably a little bit safer because yeah like nothing got, awful came from it you got someone to go mm. back to if like shit hits the fan yeah his dad yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> your son <laughs> <laughs> yeah go tell on him <laughs> but, but if it was just yeah. like yeah if it was just picking up anyone on the side of the road i think that'd be a different story yeah but, I think so. I think you handled the situation well. I think I was pretty calm. I felt like a bit of a police detective, like, <laughs> out, but like, they've given someone a lift for drugs. But yeah, yeah. it is a bit weird. The, the yeah. only problem you would have had is if police pulled you over yeah. on that ride back. Yes, I didn't think about that. You might yeah, not yeah. be back in your house. Right now. <laughs> like, they could have, yeah, drug trafficking or whatever. It God, is. it's quite scary to think about, isn't it? Mm. Any, like, it could literally go wrong so quickly. Well, there was that woman that was um, went on holiday. What country was it? I think it was somewhere in the Middle East, or it might have been Mexico. It was in the news last year, but she was done for drug trafficking, and she's still in prison now, and she's Jeez. got, like, 25 years or something. Fucking hell. Is that Middle East? I think, I think you need to be careful out there. Like, yeah. just one little bit of sliver of cannabis, and then you're... Mm. you're potentially going to prison you need to be like pretty switched on out there yeah it's, it's, um there was the there was one last year of that um that football teacher he was like 25 he went to dubai and his mates mm. came out and visited him and they found some c they the mates had left some cbd oil in his car and he's yeah. in prison like for 25 years or something there now it wasn't even yeah. his <laughs> wow i know yeah ruthless exactly yeah yeah it's actually really really scary it is. It is. Speaking of solo backpacking, the first person that I wanted to talk about, I wondered if you were aware of them as well. Me and T recently watched a movie called Into the Wild. Yep, and that. Yep, about a backpacker called Chris McCandless, um, who obviously died, if you've mm. seen the movie. And I just find his story absolutely fascinating. Just someone that burnt all of their money well they donated all of their money to oxfam and they burnt all their credit cards and they just went off into the wild and i mean ultimately it was his lack of knowledge and naivety that killed him because he mm. uh he thought he'd eaten something but he'd eaten something else um that's annoying isn't it? yeah but do you think like i'd like to know your thoughts on that on the traveler like what did you think do you think it was it's a smart thing to do do you think it's something that other people should try do you think you know what do you think's better do you think solo backpacking or you know is it better in groups 
What do you think is the way to go? I, I first of all, put him mm-hmm. in the extreme traveller community. Yeah. So have, you, have you heard about this community, the extreme travelling community? No, tell us more. No, I haven't. These are a group of people who are hell-bent on going to every country and region in the world. Right. Oh, wow. And some of the most remote islands ever, like in like South Atlantic, stuff like that. Yeah. And in a subsection of that group is what I would call like the, the danger or experience-driven travellers. So he hmm. wanted to see, can he live in the wild? I think it's Alaska he went to, right? Or he somewhere did. up there. Yeah, yeah. Can he live there and survive in the wild? Hmm. But that's like an extreme thing. Yeah, possibly he could do, but then, yeah, yeah ate the wrong leaf and he died right so yeah. they're unique in the sense that they would be at the the far i don't know what you left or right but the far end of like weird people yeah, yeah. interesting people they go and do weird stuff places that you probably never even heard of mm. but that i think there's four categories so they're one yeah then you've got the second category which i think i'm in where i constantly think about traveling and quitting jobs and going all the time yeah then you've got your people who are taking holidays but have a job or career mm-hmm. and then people who hate it and yeah. never end. Yeah, that's um, true. I agree with that. So you need to be in the two middle ones, I would say. And yeah. the way to go, yeah, go and sell a backpack. You learn a lot about yourself mm. and yeah. you learn how to get in situations and deal with them and then get out of them. But go to safer places solo, I think. Yes, I think so. I would say, I think we're in between two and three. Yeah. Cause we constantly think about traveling, but we like our jobs, so our travelling is mostly holidays when we can. Yeah, I mean, I think about quitting my job all the time and going travelling, mm. so maybe I'm more towards two. <laughs> uh, three. Oh, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because I don't, mm. I've never, I, yeah, I'll put this on record, I've never really liked a job, so. Nobody can be to stay. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I suppose. I like the job I've got now because I suppose I could travel because I could do my job from wherever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a bonus, a big that bonus. Because, I mean, and there's more jobs popping up like that are like that. Like, we got our friend Tabitha, who she and her partner are moving to Vietnam, I think, and they're going to set up like a yoga teaching Bali, thing. Bali, James. Oh, is it Bali? Vietnam and Bali, completely different. Sorry, I th- I thought it was Vietnam. I mean, I mean, all the I thought all like the yoga vegan people just sort of go to, like Vietnam and Thailand, and they that's what I always thought. Bali, Bali, I was wrong. Apologies. Yeah, Bali's the hub. No, Bali's the hub. Yeah, of, Bali is, is the it? hub. Those type of people. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, they're going to do that and um mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're also they're doing it a bit improvised because I think. They've not got a place sorted for the first day they get there, isn't that right? Yeah, well, in the first week, they've all they've got week. Airbnb. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So yeah, it, there's different ways of doing it, right? So mm. give me an example. I'm going to Greece in December, which is totally off season. Nice. Before back going back to UK, and I've I kind of planned the first week, but I've left the second week as a bit of winging it. Hence the podcast, right? I'm going to see what I fancy or where where oh, to yes. go. Maybe someone might recommend something out there. Yeah. So I kind of leave it half and half. Bit of spontaneity in there, but also a bit of structure. Yeah. Nice. And I'm solo and backpacking as well. I'm not going with anyone. Ooh, That's cool. okay. Okay. Make sure to message us to tell us you get to the places safe. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? People think it's scary, but I interviewed someone this year who, mm. and there's caveats this, I know you might be a bit shocked, but he hitchhiked in Afghanistan this year. Holy wow. shit. And he was absolutely fine and he loved it. I oh. know there's caveats here. He wasn't female, obviously, mm. and he's yeah. white, English, well, he's French, Canadian, but he, he spoke English and French. He's wow. going to be safe because he's at the top echelons of privilege, right? And Yeah, but surely like, yeah. a white guy in Afghanistan is just terrorist stream. Here's a think, white English or whatever hostage that we can take and make demands of. You think that, but he went yeah. to the Taliban headquarters in Pakistan before and said, hey, look, come to visit a country. Am I going to be safe? They're like, yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. We want you to come to our country and check it out. And he was absolutely fine. He was there for like 10 weeks or something. That's Whoa. crazy. That's mad. How old is he? He's quite young. He's 23, I think. Oh, my God. What did his like family think? Did he face much resistance when he told them, I'm off to Afghanistan? <sighs> well, I can't say his name because his family doesn't know <laughs> a um, lot of what he does. But he's, oh, in, okay. he's, in the Congo, he's in the Congo at the minute. Oh, wow. Uh, hitchhiking. And his family, well, I last spoke to him about a month ago or six weeks, didn't know because that's in the midst of maybe some troubles politically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said he would get two or three weeks in and then say what he's doing because they don't know there's no anticipation that he's going he's there yeah. he's doing it rip the band-aid off interesting yeah that's such a random place to pick he loves his war-torn countries yeah yeah he, he went to sudan as well he hitchhiked through africa so start egypt all the way down to sudan is it like um, again yeah. is it like an adrenaline thing do you think for him yeah to be in those sort of he, he's on the almost extreme travelers he's not there in terms of countries traveled like in terms of numbers yeah but in terms of the experiences he's going for way out there right yeah, yeah damn yeah i could but he's all right so like you can yeah. say that i know your friends yeah. parents are worried about them um their daughter in mexico mm. but it's gonna be all right probably but then there's yeah. always gonna be a, a slight risk attached because she is female but yes 
there's different caveats, right? But I think yeah, more than not, solo travel is pretty safe if you're pretty sensible. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. The from what I saw from my research that I made uh, today, a lot of the backpackers, well, well, there were well, it's sort of it is mostly Americans. Yeah, but it's mostly oh. young white women that oh. are reported on. There are a lot of like men that go missing, but they don't get reported in the news as much. It's a thing called um, lost white woman syndrome. I think we've talked about it on the co- on the podcast before, oh, wow. where basically when anything happens to like white women, it's all they're yeah. always reported more than black women, black men, white yeah. men. They're like the most reported. Wow, I wonder why. Mm, yeah, there's some sort of media bias towards them. It's very strange, but anyway, um, it's mostly in Australia is what I've noticed, is when the murders and the missing things happen. Missing things. Mm. Uh, missing people, sorry. Like, there was this one woman... Um, I recognise that photo. Yeah, that's because this was last year. Grace Mullane. Oh, yes. Um, she, I heard about her. She was 22, and she disappeared in Auckland. So young. On the first... Oh, episode. yeah, no, it's still... Yeah, grim. Yeah. Um, the man cannot be named for some reason. Um, Why are they protecting him? Yeah, I know. It's bloody... He's quite young, isn't he? I yeah. think. This was New Zealand. New Zealand. Was yeah, I know. Which is like one of the safest countries I've ever been to. Yeah. The um, the Prime Minister, she gave a press conference about it and she said uh, that she wants to apologise for Grace's family. Your daughter should have been safe here and she wasn't. And I'm sorry for that. Oh. Yeah. That's mad. Like if I was to name you one country where, you know, what's one country I can go to and then maybe hitchhike or travel solo? New Zealand would be like up there. I would. As a starter. That. Yeah. I, that seems safe as houses to me. Yeah, um, such a shame. Used to live there and had no problems whatsoever, but yeah, these things do happen, I guess. Oh wow! How long have you? Uh, how long did you live in New Zealand for? I done the work permit, so a year. Wicked! Did you visit uh, Hobbiton? Yeah, but <laughs> never seen it. Or whatever, it is. I, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, you've not you've not watched Lord of the Rings? That is funny. No, I went to the pub, I had a Hobbiton beer, whatever it is, and my girlfriend was like, "Tell me all about it." But I want to nah. kill you. That's that's so annoying. I love Lord of the Rings, and I've not been. I know I'm desperate. New Zealand's one of my top places that I want to go. Yeah, but, get camper van, go and check out North and South Island. Go to Hobbiton. They got all the set there and stuff, and wow. the little little bar or pub that they have. It's pretty cool. The Prancing Pony. Don't know what it is. No, it's not the Prancing Pony. It's the Green Dragon. Prancing Pony was Pran- a different pub in the films. <laughs> There's multiple James, you could, have got, you, could, you could have got away with that. I would have known anything different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair. Good point. But um, where else have you... So you're living in Canada at the moment, right? Yeah. So where else have you lived apart from New Zealand and Canada? Australia. Lived there. Australia. Okay. And you didn't die. Yeah. No, that was before... So I had six months with my friend. It's all about travelling, right? Going with a friend. Brilliant. Yeah. One caveat, make sure you can get on with them on good yeah, and bad days. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, six months with a friend from uni. Then I stayed in Australia for a year to work and save some money. Mm. Then went traveling, sort of South America, Caribbean, that trip to Antigua. That, that was all part of that. Yeah. And that was like nearly two years. All right. Incorporated in one trip. Nice. Nice. Um, if, you're, if you're listening and you're from the UK and you're, I don't know, younger than 31, yeah. You can get work permits and work visas, so no strings attached. One year, New Zealand, Canada's two years. I saw the Canada um, Australia's one, a year, yeah. Japan's a year, Singapore's six months with a job offer. Wow. There's loads out there. See, where this is what I wish I just... did. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's one country 
that my my friend did the work permit thing and he had it for a year but he ended up coming back after six months because he had such a bad experience and um this is one country where i don't think it's isolated incidents i think it is all the time and you should be careful it's china he went to wow he went to teach english in china and he had such bad problems with he had a translator with him like all the time so he had like a mm. translating point and she and that person would like take them around and there and apparently the racism in certain parts of the city towards white people was so bad that the translator would often not translate things to him and be like you don't want to hear that and there's also unmarked taxis that go around the city and they'll often try and um get white people into the taxis and then they'll just take them off to be like hostage or sex trafficked or whatever he almost got sex trafficked himself because the uh the translator had to quickly pull him out of the taxi and say no that one's not got a number on it don't get in that one shit the bed yeah i know uh, yeah <laughs> terrifying yeah. that story like oh my god can you Im- can you imagine if the translator wasn't there if yeah the, if no literally no. if he'd learned chinese and uh was on his own for a bit for a little walk Mm. my god but it was traumatizing him so he came back after like not surprised fair enough yeah i can caveat with the person that i traveled with after australia Mm -hmm. he lived in china and taught english for for about five years oh wow and loved it but he is back in uk now right but he made a very interesting point you've got to learn mandarin right and he could speak it fluently which is quite impressive to see that's actually really impressive because so, it's such a hard language yeah yeah and i assume they probably respected him a bit more he because he it, could yeah. speak the mandarin yeah interesting story about him actually we're in brazil on the border of our border of argentina at guazo falls yeah. went to this hostel this film crew from china were there and like three or four guys and the presenter was obviously a woman quite attractive mm. and they were just speaking in a lounge mandarin and obviously he knew what they were saying. Then he started talking to her in Mandarin. And before you know it, he's got a number. And when he got back to China, I think he flew out to go and see her. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, wow. a, like a hot, hot passionate weekend. Oh, just from like, meeting her in a hostel in, in Brazil. That's brilliant. <laughs> what are the chances? I can't believe it. Like, even that night, he was like, yeah, she's up for it. I was like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, dear. Yeah, unreal. Impressive to see when you speak a different language and yeah yeah so basically she's... learn a language and you can get laid whenever mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's interesting how different experiences people have like he's had a complete opposite experience yeah, in china mad. to like what my uh, brother's friend has had it's just mental and like you said though the what the afghanistan one is still flooring me i'm still like so surprised about that but wh- what would you say is the worst place or experience that you've had traveling i think the worst experience i've had where i felt maybe a bit fuck what i'm gonna do was probably in laos when i was at the border i am um, is that is that vietnam that's in between vietnam and thailand right, right yeah. yeah if you look at a map mm. so we came into laos from vietnam right across got through that border seemingly fine got my visa on the bus into Laos, not a problem. Yeah. Coming out to the Thailand, you cross the border, which is the river, and you have to get a boat across and then go to the border, right? So we come to the Laos side. You know, I was thinking just normal here, like it's a normal border crossing. Mm. Got to this window, and this guy was like, took my passport and he started speaking to me in Laotian 
I don't, not a word in Laotian. And, mm. and I thought, okay. And then he started to get a bit angrier because I wasn't really responding. Yeah. And I wasn't proud of this, but it kind of went up to a bit of a slanging match. And I told him, do you know what, mate? Fuck off. I'm going to, I'm going to cross to Thailand. I'm going to walk off. Yeah. Like real young, bit stupid of me. Not proud of that. Took my passport, went across the boat, uh, crossed the, the river to Thailand, got to Thailand border, bit more professional in Thailand. And they, he says, that, no, no, can't come in. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, no, no stamp. I said, like, what do you mean no stamp? He goes, you haven't got an exit stamp out of Laos. Right. I was like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> then got back on the boat, just before I got back on the boat, my friends gave me a lot of cash. I said, you might need this, dollars and Thai baht. So maybe like, I don't know, two or $300 I had in my pocket. Went back across on the boat. And as soon as I got off the boat, I had an England top on, so it wasn't great. <laughs> as soon as I got off the boat, four guys, like this captain guy, I'm a guy, and three of his mates just pointed me out. And marched up to me. I was like, oh fuck, what have I done here? And just took me to the office at the back of this border crossing. Yeah. And I went into this office, and there's three of them and the guy with the gun, and they were sitting there watching snooker randomly, UK snooker championships. And uh, I went in, and the army guy explained that, or well, he accused me of coming to Laos illegally. I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You haven't got a stamp into Laos." Right. Now, the caveat here is when you get to the borders, they're, they're not signed in English. Well, back in those days, they weren't in 2013. So I must yeah. have just walked through and just missed it, like genuine yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like a game of like, how the fuck do I get out of this? Like, I, I, he's kind of like demanding stuff. He's accusing me of stuff. And that was pretty scary because yeah. I was quite stubborn. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to pay any money. So how did you get out of that situation? Well, I had to pay money. <laughs> I had to weigh it up. So. Oh. The only saving grace is I, after half an hour, they just weren't budging. And it's so, they're goading me because the stamp for the passport was there next to my passport and he wouldn't do it. I was like, just put the stamp in the passport. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh. So then I said, all right, how much is it going to be then? And he gave me a price of $60 in US. Mm-hmm. And then the, the conversion in Thai Bart. Now I was doing a mess in my head. I was like, God, if I pay Thai Bart, I save myself $7. So <laughs> just gave him Thai bar and then instantly as soon as I gave him the, the Thai bar, bang, stamp on the passport, got let out. My gosh. But I was cornered for like half an hour and I couldn't get out. Christ. That's and really my friends scary. Were, my friends were across the border waiting for me, like they were yeah, already in Thailand. So I was literally <laughs> on my own. <laughs> How old were you then? 23 at that point. Oh my gosh. Hot that's bone. so young. That's scary. Yeah. That would scare yeah. me, to be honest. Yeah. I'd just end up freaking out. Yeah, but I, I was trying to keep it together. Like I was trying to talk to them about snooker on the TV. <laughs> they weren't really interested. <laughs> like Ronnie O'Sullivan, he's great, isn't he? Like, yeah, hey, look oh, over there. Okay. <laughs> and then run. <laughs> yeah. Look at the snooker. Yeah. <laughs> or, or grab the stamp and then go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then leave the passport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay, fair. And... Um... So you said that you're coming to England soon, is that right? Yes, I am. Is that for funsies or is there like reasons? Uh, I'm coming to England in December after Greece Very nice. for six, seven days for Christmas. So I'll get back into UK 23rd. Right. And I'll probably leave and come back here on the 29th, something like that. Very nice. And then I'm back in UK in February. Early Feb. Nice. Oh, well, nice. How long will you be here in, in February? Probably 
two and a bit weeks i reckon nice okay and what area of the uk will you be in will you be near us i would be visiting brighton oh so, come on <laughs> i told you before that i think we've got a few friends that live down there so yeah, in cove yeah. and stuff ah uh, yes so we will be visiting so i'll be hitting you guys up Decent. 100% and... yeah because christmas we probably wouldn't have been able to but february would be perfect and yeah uh, and, we're, and we're in no rush so we'll probably be down there for like two or three days love that yes and we'll, we'll go for a night out and then we might even record, yes. record something do you know what I'd love to do if you're up for it is like an actual video recording you know like yeah, I said before you guys it. went on to a video podcast where it's like mm. proper studio and stuff yeah let's get a studio love to see one of those somewhere well if we um um contact each other further enough in, in in advance me and T can sort out booking a studio somewhere yeah yeah we can like if there's a cost to it we just go yeah like, or house, whatever. that'd be wicked yeah. yeah one that you can post on yours and we can post on ours a joint one yeah that'd be insane that'd be wicked you can tell yeah, us and my YouTube's up and running now so it'll be straight on there perfect you can tell us all about your travels through Greece and beyond <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be awesome yeah love that love that but yeah I'll be based loosely in Norwich that's where I'm from but yeah okay I'll be we'll be traveling around seeing Emma's friends because she has a lot of friends that are not in Norwich so. right nice got you nice nice one well um, I think to finish the sort of interview podcast off out of all of the places in the world, where's the number one place that you want to go, like top of the bucket list? That, that I've not, not been to? Yeah, that you've not been to yet. I'm in the sort of throes of organising a trip to Bhutan at the minute. Right. What's, nice. um What's in Bhutan that you want to see? Great fact about Bhutan, they're the only country in the world that's carbon negative. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> Jinx. <Yeah. laughs> Must be a good fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's funny. Yeah. But there's a caveat to them. You can't just turn up and wing it. You have to book in advance because they only let a certain amount of people in per year. Damn. Or per per day, if you like, but it obviously yeah. per ride per year. So you have to go through a very select amount of tour agencies. But they're throwback. They're throwback to the old days of what it would That's be like traveling so in, in Southeast Asia. You'll have to briefly change the name of your podcast. Why yeah, what what would I call it? Planned it. <laughs> <laughs> or couldn't wing this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planned it travel podcast. Yeah, that's quite a good one, that. <laughs> well, it was amazing to have you on. Thank you so much, James. No worries, it's been an absolute pleasure. Love uh obviously speaking to you guys. Yeah. Whenever really. So Yeah, and hopefully February would be pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And how can all of our listeners find you? So, podcast is available on all the classics, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. So, yep. We Know Travel Podcast, chuck that in there for a search. And social media-wise, I'm on all of them. Uh, <laughs> the YouTube Shorts, TikTok, yep. um, Instagram. I barely touch Twitter or Facebook, but I am on there. Mm. And yeah. you can email me at jameshammondtravel at gmail.com. Wicked. And I have a sister podcast called The Trendy Coffee Podcast, which is more YouTube-based. Yes, I've heard about um, that. Yeah, I've seen that pop up. What's, um, what is that one about, exactly? Yeah, this is more structured, if you like. I just go around to random cafes that I've not been to, mm-hmm. video them, talk about what they offer, the coffee, what they offer, what type of coffee, the surrounding area, opening times, vibe, mm. prices, and then short you know six seven minutes on youtube the idea is it'd be traveling i'll be doing that getting money for advertising them 
I don't trust the money for that point. <laughs> oh, I think coffee would be nice, though. <laughs> yeah, true. What we'll have to do is, before February, well, tea drinks more coffee than me, but we'll have to get a list of like the best coffee places in, in Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Oh, please. Pick yes. one to uh, do uh, an episode on. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That'd be brilliant. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, James. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah I'm great. sure we will chat to you really soon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Nice. And see you soon, everybody. See you later. Bye. See ya. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.